Hey y'all, my name is Shalane Hughes and welcome to my podcast. On today's episode, I had the honor and privilege of talking to Hannah Beth Virginia and we talked about all kinds of things from her meeting her boyfriend Keegan to hunting to dare to be a cowboy and her barrel racing planners and also went back to like talking about horses and everything that went on with them and is going on with them now and just all kinds of fun conversations that we had. I do want to put a little PSA out there because I did re-listen to some of this because I wasn't sure if I had to edit some or not. Uh, I did not over talk on Hannah, just how the audio came out. It just sounds like I was like trying to cut her off all the time. And I just wanted to make that known that I was definitely not trying to cut her off whatsoever. Uh, that's just how the audio came out. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode and share on your social media and everything and let me know. Hello. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yeah. All right, that's great. I tried testing this thing out earlier and I wasn't a hundred percent sure if it was gonna work. So uh, I'm glad. Yeah, this I, is, is. Can you hear me good? Oh yeah, I can hear you loud and clear, girl. Perfect. Nice. So, all right. Well, how have you been? I have been following you on Instagram for a while now, and I've seen such great things and everything of what you're putting out. I know. It's so nice to be able <laughs> to, like, actually hear your voice and talk to you. <laughs> um, things have been insanely busy between the barrel racing planners and Dare to be a Cowboy and lessons and everything like that. But uh, I feel like I thrive being busy, honestly. I need to keep things on my schedule but in order to stay yeah, productive so things have been pretty busy, good like the busier I am the more focused I am on doing a great job on everything so <laughs> I can I completely understand that um, yeah yeah I'm kind of like an introvert you know so I'm like the type of person that sort of you know if plans cancel I kind of get excited <laughs> so it's good to like force uh, myself to have a really busy schedule all the time yeah, so that's funny I'm just that's, like actually, that was forcing myself to get out there. Ask you if you're an introvert or an extrovert. Oh, <laughs> honestly, that's like I that's something that I honestly have to ask myself uh, all the time because I don't know. Like, I love being with friends and I love, you know, like time on the weekends and stuff like that. But I also like value alone time so so much like I have a boyfriend I've had him for like four years and my alone time even just like away from him and just like everything is so important to me it's like I feel like the way that I recharge honestly but uh yeah I, I think I'm like <laughs> an like, introverted that's a thing yeah well if it is that's me <laughs> it's like because where I'm at I go to work like I think I'm at eight and a half hours a day, then come home and I'm like, I still live with my uh, family and everything. So I'm around everybody constantly. And it's just, I, I need some alone time. So I just go out to see the horses and that's just like my alone time there. <laughs> oh yeah. I now, understand that completely. What's his name again? Keegan. Okay. Uh, that's what I thought it was, but I was hundred percent sure. Now yeah. y'all meet? oh really we actually met at a party (laughs) 
so yeah um i i literally had a boyfriend at a time at the time and he like walked into the party and i was like oh god <laughs> i was like oh no i'm doomed <laughs> and so it didn't take very long before him and i were together and yeah, yeah we started living together like four months into our relationship and Honestly, like, when we first got together, we weren't really in, like, I would say, like, the best spot in our life, like, in the best places. So it's been kind of cool (laughs) because he he also was, like, a skater boy and, like, didn't have anything to do with horses or anything like that. And uh, he – it's just been kind of cool with our relationship because we've grown so much together. And then also now he's so into the rodeo world, like, wants to do things with Dare to be a Cowboy and, I don't know, just, like, really passionate. He's, like – Honestly, he is the epitome of the story yeah. of, like, why I do dare to be a cowboy. Because he, you know, he didn't grow up in the industry or anything like that and just found an absolute love for that. And then, therefore, found, like, responsibility and work ethic. And, like, not that he didn't have that before, but it's just been cool yeah, to see that say. kind of change a person in yeah, a way. Yeah, I noticed that on your Instagram. I was not like, the best he doesn't place. really seem like the cowboy kind of type, which there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but... I was like, I wonder, like, how they met. Like, it just seems so uh, interesting to me because, like, you said that he was a skater boy. I could kind of see, I could see that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he is for sure. It's just, honestly, it's kind of fun because it's like uh, he's into hunting and snowboarding yeah. and like all kinds of outdoor stuff. And so he has brought me out of my shell in so many ways, especially like with hunting and everything like that because I grew up with it but I just never really like pursued it because it just wasn't really like that fun for me I guess but it's been cool because he just takes me out and we go hunting and fishing and hiking and all this stuff and stuff that I wouldn't normally like put as a priority necessarily because I'm just I'm just like that I don't really like let myself have breaks and so it's cool because he really like balances me yeah. out in that way he the, keeps yeah, me like I'm adventurous like in Louisiana and I grew up around hunting and everything yeah. so it's like I kind of get that how it's like pushed hunting on the back burner I could just do that when the season and all all that fun stuff now now I've noticed that y'all do some bird hunting. yeah Is that, exactly. like the only thing that y'all do right now or uh well I before I met him have gone on a hunt for a deer I pulled a tag and I didn't even get the deer so I don't even consider that really a hunt (laughs) but (laughs) um but we've uh, gotten coyotes and stuff like that before then and then this year he started really getting into it like wanting to take it seriously and everything like that and like I said it was like it was in my family you know my brother has gotten a buck like a few bucks or whatever and has gotten ducks and all that stuff and I just again was just like the rodeo girl so I never went out and did it. And so this was the first year that I started duck hunting and like we started with dove hunting and then duck hunting and then goose hunting. And it's honestly just been so fun because, well, I think I appreciate it now because I'm broken, like out of the house. So it's actually like dinner on the table for us. But it's cool because I am very all about like natural foods and like you know, natural products on my body. And like, even with my makeup and everything like that, I'm all about natural stuff. And so I feel like I'm kind of like living out my life's mission by doing that. So it's been really fun. It's been like a bonding thing for him and I, but also really fun for me to just 
pursue something that's yeah not turned into a, a job yeah, in a way you know just kind of keep it a hobby you just enjoy whatever you want to and not have to just dog on them all the time yeah exactly it's kind of like what we were going back to it's like one of those things that i just wouldn't put as a priority on my list and you know like on a day like today we we're super busy yeah no that probably would not be a thing but especially this year i focused a lot on balance because i i definitely experience burnout pretty like quickly i'll get on a yeah. project and super excited about it and then i'll burn out of it and so this year it's been really important for me to like put in my schedule on my planner okay we're going hunting monday and wednesday and when we do i end up feeling you know so much more refreshed because we're just like out in nature and just like having a good time yeah. it's just important I, to I put those things as a priority it's a grounding kind of just soothing moment where I can just relax. And it's like, you have to be quiet whenever you're deer hunting anyway. So, and just trying to find a balance with everything. And I feel like 2020 right. has really been a year to help people actually find a balance when doing stuff with everything slowing down. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. I think it's, you know, I, in all bad things, I am the type of person that tries to look for the good thing in it. And I feel like I've seen that a lot with people in 2020. Like how many people that I have yeah. heard said that they started gardening <laughs> this year? And I'm like, well, literally me too. Like I literally started gardening this year too. But I just think that that's so cool. Like we're all going back to just these simple, simple things that make us happy. And I, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people kind of get stuck in the hustle and bustle of yeah. you know making that bread yeah. and going to work all the time and stuff and when that's really not what life is about so if any good yeah, thing came I out of 2020 like I feel like that's what 2020 was probably it. meant for is just for all of us to get a break realize what we need to go back to what we can live without and everything and just go along like that Yeah, I, I agree. I feel Good. like it's been Speaking pretty good balance, for the most part. I have noticed, because like, you're getting uh, Dare to be a Cowboy started back up, like going hard and everything. Uh, oh, <laughs> I noticed oh, that you got uh, Dare to be a Cowboy going hard and everything. What is some upcoming stuff that y'all have? Because I know that I heard something about the angel tree that y'all had going there. Yeah, so uh, I ended up relaunching it. Well, first of all, it started in 2014 when I was 16. And uh, we went really hard for like three-ish years or so until I went to college. And it kind of had to take, you know, it, we had to kind of put it on the back burner for a minute while I went to college and try to figure out like my school and all of that sort of thing. And so this year I felt like well like what we were just talking about with 2020 how everything was going I felt like it was a pretty good time to start just trying to help yeah. people whether that was local or national um so we started it by doing like a cowboy quarantine box for kids so we ended up just putting an application on our website and so like parents and stuff like that could just fill it out and then we literally just sent them all uh like a like a care package of just cowboy toys and books and like all kinds of stuff like that because we yeah. knew that the kids weren't able to go to school I think this was in the summertime so they weren't going to school and then they were stuck in their home so we thought that, that was kind of a cool way to launch there to be a cowboy 
And then we've done a, a few things since then. Like we have helped, you know, barrel racers get into professional uh, barrel racers clinics and just like little things like that. And then right now, yeah, that's my big project is the angel tree. And we're doing it for, we partnered with a local Western uh, company called Circle yeah. S Western Market. And they're pretty new to the town. Um, but it was really exciting because I've been wanting to work with them. So we ended up getting a tree in there and then uh, all the tags and stuff like that on the tree are local foster kids. And so it's kind of just a really cool way for us to be working with our community and also be helping uh, all the kids in our community. And then um, we also had a fire recently that like in November, it was pretty wild. It took out like 40 something houses. And so we're also going to be doing a little bit extra uh, toys and stuff like that so that we can help those that were affected by the fire as well. And then I think that's pretty much going to end out the year for Dare to be a Cowboy. And then next year, we got a lot gotcha. of goals, a lot now, of plans. For people that aren't local stuff. in your because you're in Nevada, huh? Yeah. Okay, so if somebody's out of state, can they go like on Dare right. to be a Cowboy yes. website and donate something or... Yes. So actually we do have a page on the website right now that you can donate like one toy to or two. Yeah. We just have a little form that you can basically fill out on there. Um, or we have some people that are contacting Circle S because uh, she bought some toys so that people could literally just go into the store, buy the toys and then donate them to the program. And so you could just call Circle S, and then you could also oh, okay. buy the toys through her so as do, well, which is pretty I cool. I know that this is a little bit in advance, but yes. do y'all have anything for, like, January or February that uh, to start getting people thinking about? Or um, Not right now. Gotcha, I definitely gotcha. was just focusing on going hard in the holidays, and then honestly, <laughs> yeah. And then I think January for me yeah. is just going to be kind of like a – a reset you know reset refresh for the year um but I do have some plans for next year I want to be able to go and network more like at the American and at the NFR and that sort of thing so I want to make that type of deal more of a priority and then also in the springtime I am really hoping that we're able to put on a clinic before when we had we were going we were putting on like basically just free dummy roping clinics. And so we would have, you know, 50 plus kids come and we would just teach them how to rope the dummy. And it was literally so simple, but it made such a big difference. Oh, like wow. some of those kids still to this day are pursuing rodeo now because of it. And so I just want to do little things like in our town, uh, in the local community and like, like that, like the dummy roping clinic or whether it's just like a little rodeo day and the kids can come and pet horses and learn about horses and all that sort of thing that's kind of like what I'm working towards but yeah events are <laughs> pretty difficult bit. to put on right now so yeah yeah gotcha, gotcha. so we're working on yeah it, I just but... wanted to go ahead and ask just in case there was something else that you may want to get yeah. put out there like for people to start thinking about or if that was just going to be like a reset for y'all or Hello. Hello. Hi. I do not know what happened. Oh, my goodness. I was like, I guess she hit a dead zone, which I can kind of understand, like, because there's at least one on the way to my house. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. At the same time, my boyfriend called me, and I said, oh, okay. do not call me from two to three. So I don't know <laughs> if that is what just messed it up. 
But I just texted and said, don't call me. <laughs> oh, I, I did that to mine too. I said, don't call me between four and five. I said, okay. Oh, gosh. Okay, but well, what, what were we talking about now? Gosh. We were just talking about the Dare to Be the Cowboy. Um, I was just finishing up with uh, seeing if y'all had anything planned for January or February, if it was just going to be like a reset time for y'all to get ready for the new year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were talking about the event and everything like that. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, for right now, that's pretty much what I'm planning on doing. It's just a lot more, um, like, personal stuff, you know, like, actually going to the people and talking to them. And just we're, right now, with relaunch, it happens, but you got to do a lot of online stuff, you know, whether that's posting and keeping up on the website and creating the website and all that sort of thing. But uh, I, I really want to do a yeah. lot more personal right. things in 2021 uh, you know, so I didn't that's notice, the goal you had another big event here where you sold out of your barrel racing planners in what four hours was it eight hours eight hours yeah, I but yeah sure it was mine. it was insane was, we had fedex and we've had yes. ups here and i was like dang it doesn't came in i was hoping that it was going to be here in time so i could be able to talk to you about it and actually have my hands on it flipping through it Oh, but oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I think most of them are supposed to from yeah, the, so your the order were supposed to. I was come just wishful week, thinking that so. it was here early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was crazy. I uh, I've had these barrel racing planners since 2018, and uh, I just posted a book tour on my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and it showed like the first planner versus this planner, and the evolution of the barrel racing planner for me, at least just like my little baby of a barrel racing planner has just been absolutely insane. And, uh, like I said, I, I, I started it technically in 2018 and that's when I made the very first one and it was on like Microsoft word. And it was just like very, uh, (laughs) I don't know, not even that cute. And, uh, so then the next year, I think it was like a full year after that. Yeah. November of 2019, that I ended up releasing like the one before this kind of the more commonly known one. It was like the pocketbook type style. And that one was for like racing jackpots and all of that sort of thing. That's kind of like how it started. All of it was just that I wanted something for me personally that I could go to the races and track my progress, track my goals, track what I'm focusing on, all that sort of thing. Um, And then flashboard another year and it's November 2019 or 2020 and uh I have a new planner and that's kind of like how I wanted to do it I wanted to have like a certain cover with a certain inside uh for a certain amount of time and then work on a better one and release that one until I felt like I was at a really good spot with it and so now with this planner, I feel like this is something that is kind of timeless in a way that it can last, you know, throughout 2021 and all that sort of thing. So I don't really have to focus on the construction and that sort of thing as much. But uh, so, yeah, it, what was crazy about this planner is it's like quadruple the size of any other planners that I've made. And that's because it has the other ones had monthly spots that were blank. So you can track yeah. uh, like monthly planning and your races and that sort of thing. And this one now has monthly and weekly. So you can literally every single day use this planner, whether you're riding your horse or not. And then also 
uh, before it was all just races and tracking um, your progress and all of that sort of thing at all the races. And now this one uh, also has a writing journal. So for me in 2020, <laughs> 2020 hit me like a brick <laughs> and my barrel horse at the beginning of the year got hurt. And I was like, okay, well, this is like kind of a bummer that I can't even use my own planner because like I said you really could just only use it when you went to the races like before the race after the race track your progress that sort of thing and so in constructing this planner that was a huge priority for me whether you guys had a horse that you could race on right now or not that you could still use this planner every day because I feel like that really helps a lot with keeping at least myself on track throughout the week is the planner that I have and so I wanted to be able to like mix that with horses and yeah now we have this baby and it's insane I literally bought uh I put in an order that I was hoping would last till Christmas it was the biggest order I've ever put in ever I had already said holy crap that's crazy that I even put in this order and yeah it sold out in eight hours and I was just like I was shaking all day I wasn't even sure if releasing on Black Friday was a good day like little stresses like that that you know just get to me And then you just look back and you're like, why was I even stressed? Like, I don't know. It's just crazy how everything ended up working out. And so I ended up, it kind of made me scared because I wanted people to be able to get them for Christmas. Like that was the big, the big like idea for me. And there were people, as soon as I marked sold out messaging me, oh no, like I was trying to get that for Christmas or, oh no, I asked it for it for Christmas and I'm sure my parents didn't get one and I'm like oh my god now I have to figure out how to restock these guys anyways it was a whole ordeal but I was able to re-release them this last Friday um and I have even more now so I think hopefully they should last all the way till Christmas and yeah it's just it's been an insane process like it's one of those things that kind of almost started out as a hobby and yeah. Um, and it was just, like two panics that evolved, said, like why crazy. did I buy this much? I don't know if I'm going to sell them all. It's like, oh, now I need to get more of them. <laughs> yeah, that's like what my mom was trying to tell me. Cause then I was, you know, I'm kind of a stress case sometimes when it comes to that sort of stuff. And my mom's yeah. like, well, <laughs> you need to understand that this is a good thing to stress about the fact that you sold out, you know? Okay. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that is a good point, you know? So, but yeah, we ended up getting it worked out and it's uh, people are hopefully well uh, I restock them on Friday and so I'll be mailing gotcha, all those out gotcha. this week so people can I get them had, for um, on the poll or whatever that yeah. I did on my Instagram there was somebody that had wanted to ask a couple of questions one of them was how did you start your business and what motivates you to keep going Oh, okay. So wh- can, which one do you want me to Whichever talk about? one you want to start with first Dude, cowboy and just go planners. on to the next one after that. Like, I feel like definitely a cowboy would be a good one since it's been the oldest one that you've been with. Okay. And there was a little bit of a stopping point also. Right. Right. I, I think that the start for both the barrel racing planners and Dare to be a Cowboy kind of came from like my own personal need, like with the planners, it was because I really needed some way to, um, you know, organize all of my stuff. And then with there to be a cowboy, it was because I was a first generation or am a first generation cowgirl. So I kind of got to live what it's like to do that and to, you know, have to try to navigate rodeo when you don't have a family that was a part of it. 
So with there to be a cowboy, that's why I started that. I, I was personally affected by, you know, just kind of how hard it is to be first generation. And then I also had a friend that was first generation as well. And then wasn't able to afford a high school rodeo season yeah. that we had worked like all summer for. And so, uh, you know, 16, I don't know. I, I honestly just think that sometimes I, uh, it's just like an entrepreneurial <laughs> side of me. I don't know where it came from, but I, if I think of something, I always just want to start it. And so with There to Be a Cowboy, since then I've learned that you can't really rush into things like that. But with There to Be a Cowboy, I thought of the idea. I came up with the mission statement, like had everything figured out within one night, had a face-to-face paint, like everything. I was ready to launch. Yeah, and that's just how I was when I was younger. Um, But with the barrel racing planners, I think it was a little bit kind of like that as well. And then I realized that I wanted to take the time to make a really good quality product that was cute and something that I was proud of. And so that's why I took a whole another year before I released another planner. Um. But yeah, so that's kind of like um, how it started. What motivates what you to keep going? Part of the question? Oh, um, I talked <laughs> about this on the Space Cowgirl podcast with Savannah, and um, I I think just because it's a little bit dark of an answer, but I don't know why it's the first thing that comes to my mind. Honestly, with both of these companies, it's just the fact that I know that us as like human yeah. beings don't have very much time on this earth, and I, I really believe that like every single day I wake up like with a fire in me to get these things done just because I want it and I want it now, (laughs) you know, like I want to be able to, you know, for me, that looks like I want to be able to like not have to have a full-time job on top of this stuff so I can literally live out my dream right now. That is my, I I would say my biggest motivator is just that I want to be able to wake up every single day and live out that entire day pursuing what my own dreams are. Um, I just have like always been the type that never really wanted to work for somebody. And I just, I really want to pursue what I feel like my purpose on this earth is. And so, like I said, yeah, right now my, I would say my biggest motivations, my biggest motivation would probably just be the fact that I, I really yeah, want this I completely to be understand the epitome that. of my life. Because for some reason, yeah. like, ever since I was, yeah. like, in junior high, probably, like, seventh grade or whatever, and, like, we would do – you would do, like, the beginning, like, where you would look in, like, job career classes or whatever. I don't know if y'all did that over there. Um, but when we started that, like, it was always oh, yeah. like something mm-hmm. set in my mind is, like, if you do something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, that is a really good way to answer that question. <laughs> Thank like you for like putting that into a quote like, for me. <laughs> just to focus on that. And I thought I was going to be able to do that. And then, like, I wanted to pursue a, a horse racing jockey career. And I found out real quick why there's not very many women in that job career. So <laughs> it was like, okay, well, I need to find something else to do. So yeah. I'm, like, trying to pursue being a barrel racer and having a full-time job. And it's just all crazy and everything so (laughs) yeah it is really hard to balance everything and I think that's Mm -hmm. probably what I struggle with maybe the most is just like even going to work knowing that I have like other dreams you know but the way that I think about it right now that helps keep me going is that this full-time job I just make sure that 
the money yeah. that I make from this job isn't just going to waste and that it's actually being invested into the barrel racing planners and into dare to be a cowboy yeah or else I feel like there's just like no point for even having it um yeah obviously like the security and everything like that is fine but I feel like if I wasn't if I was just wasting that money that I would yeah. also be wasting my time with the job right now so it is kind of nice to have that secure paycheck that I can be putting into the barrel racing planners and dare to be a cowboy for right now so that I can have, you know, like a few years or whatever of some cushion room yeah. to make sure that these All things right. actually and then get I have really big. Question. I think this is going to be the last question for this part of it. Have you ever had imposter syndrome? Like whenever you're doing Dare to be a cowboy and coming in across like all these uh, top rodeo athletes and everything and. Oh, oh, all the time. I mean, even with this podcast, I'm like, <laughs> I am such a dork. Why do you want to talk to me? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I definitely do feel like that. But there's also a part of me that honestly feels mm-hmm. like everybody has a purpose in life. And it. I think for me, just like when I am in those situations, I'm like, okay, this is my purpose. You know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And with yeah. there to be a cowboy, I just think of it as like, it's bigger than me you know it's not about me it's not like because I do I get I get nervous for literally everything (laughs) like absolutely everything you could possibly think of I literally have fearless on my wrist because I am scared of everything but it's just like um I don't know I think the only thing that has really pushed me and made me better is forcing myself to go in those situations and then you can look back and be like, as far as like the imposter syndrome goes, you can kind of look yeah. back and be like, no, but I did that, you know, like I actually, that was me and I did that. And so that, yeah. I don't know, just helps me kind of have more respect for myself. Oh, I just thought of another question well. to ask you. Did, like, what brought you the name Unbridled for your podcast, for the planners? What What's the whole like story behind that? Um... <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know if I've ever been asked that. <laughs> um, that I think would honestly be another mantra that I was trying to have for 2020 yeah. was kind of just to live more unapologetically. And I've always been the type of person that I am not about societal standards. I am not about like any of that. I am about like we've been talking about you pursuing yourself unapologetically and being like as free of a person within yourself as you possibly can be. And so I felt like when I when I just like was looking for names for a podcast and all that sort of thing, Unbridled was just such a perfect fit for that. Because obviously not only does it have like a Western flair to it, but it's also, you know, it does represent that sort of like freedom inside of a person. And just like, like I said, unapologetically being yourself, unapologetically wanting to pursue your dreams, crazy barrel racing, like who would make a barrel racing planner and just be like, yeah, I'm going to sell this stuff. You know, it's just, it's just things like that, that I want people to feel free enough to do with their life you know I just want them to and with this planner I felt like it was really fitting because I want any barrel racer to unapologetically run their 4d barrel horse you know like even for me I have a 3d barrel horse and I'm like sometimes I'm like oh you know that's a little I don't know she's just like a little bit slower but it's like why who cares I built this horse she runs a good pattern and it's awesome And so I just want people to remember that and I don't want them to be so harsh on themselves and judge themselves so much because they feel like everybody else is judging them. I just want them to unapologetically be themselves. I have some local barrel racers that I've always pointed out with my horse. Like he's, he's hitting like in the 2d, 3d range, but what people don't know is that we bought him as a four-year-old. I've trained him by myself. 
and now he's this awesome horse. Now he's getting up in age, of course, but right. I've had people tell me like, oh, you're not a barrel trainer. I'm like, you can't be a horse trainer. You haven't trained a 1D horse. And I'm like, I made this horse from nothing at whenever, whenever I was like maybe 12 years old and I need to own that <laughs> at least. <laughs> so it's like, even yeah. though like we're not like some yeah. of the barrel racers that they get discouraged because they're like, well, I'm at the bottom. And it's like, well, you got to start from somewhere. Nobody was born 1D overnight. Right. And that's kind of the cool thing about, I think, the barrel racing jackpot world is you could have a 4D yeah. horse and you could be winning, like, just as much money. And I think that that is a really cool part of barrel racing. And it kind of confuses me. I'm like, why is there so much judgment in barrel racing if that is, like, I don't know if it's set up like that to where we can have the beginners and stuff like that like we need to be more welcoming of the people that are running in the 40 that's why it's set up the way that it is whenever it was created that was definitely a game changer for the barrel racing game oh yeah absolutely I would say you know even just for me I wouldn't enter my barrel horse that I have right now if it meant that I had to be in the top 10 in order to make money you know like I just don't the barrel horse that I have right now she runs solid 18s which is totally fine for me but if I go to a rodeo that is not gonna really win me any money so and and that's totally fine with me I'm totally okay with going to the jackpot and hoping that I win the 3D and am oh, able to win oh, yeah. money because like, at least then I, I have a chance to win something spot I'll be okay oh yeah exactly uh, let's see here i had one girl that she asked she said what are the best kind of horses for barrel racing (laughs) oh that's a really good question um i would say too what like one big point like with all my youtube and everything like that uh well i would say that a lot of people in rodeo i'll get to the question really fast but i would say that a lot of people in rodeo kind of just like look at YouTubers or that sort of thing is like they're trying to be an expert you know and I just want to completely like make it transparent that that is like not at all what I'm trying to do with my stuff like some people call me a quote-unquote barrel racing (laughs) influencer and I'm totally okay with that but I'm like three years into this journey like very still so new into the barrel racing world and all that sort of thing so that like with everything that I post I want to like learn with the people that follow me if that makes sense so I'd say like one of the things I learned this year is that first first moonshine the horse the barrel horse that I have she's like a cutting cow bread and I really like that style of horse like I just they're really quick they're really catty they're really smart they got a level head like I love that but I think I've learned that they get outran unless you have really good lines and so I don't know for me right now my ideal prospect would be something that is a mix between yeah. cow bread and running bread because I don't know I just feel like that that and would be the perfect horse, mixture huh? for me yeah I said I've noticed oh, yeah, that totally. too with like yes. a lot of the girls that are in the NFR now and stuff is like okay now that I realize that bloodlines are something that are can like can be fooled around with <laughs> Yeah, I I really like that part of it. And that's something that I've definitely been learning more of is just, you know, before, just because I don't have the money to buy a nice barrel horse. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to buy something with those lines anyway. So I'm, I'm all about the underdog, you know, I'm all about 
you know, finding that horse that yeah, would exactly. end up just, you know, being the diamond in the rough or whatever. But but I do think papers talk. And I do think that there is a reason why, you know, everybody that's at the NFR right now, uh, uh, well, at, I think it was last year, somebody made a post and yeah. it was all the lines of the barrel horses that were at the NFR. And all of out of all of them, it was like 80% of every single one of the horses, eight, they were 80% thoroughbreds. And I thought that was really interesting. I had never thought that. And, but I, I do think there's a reason for that. And so I think that it is important for like us as barrel racers, if we want to yeah, make a career exactly. out of it, it's important to pay attention to that sort of thing. Because uh, I just realized um, whenever mm-hmm. I, I ended up buying my first horse, like, but like I had some assistance with my dad, but it was one that I actually put money down on uh, that she is thoroughbred on her bottom side and foundation bred on her top side. And then now she ended up having a baby that is some cutting cow bread with hers. So it's like, okay, I may have something coming up here that I may need to get serious about. Yeah, no, that's really cool. See, that would be if I had a facility that I could have a baby right now, I have a mare that is yeah. you know, the same thing. She's just like a thoroughbred off the track or whatever. And I would I would love to breed yeah, her said, to some sort of Yeah, I said if I had the facility just, to actually do breeding, this one was a bit of a surprise to us. So. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah. No, I, I really wanted to this year. I had this mare that I wanted to have as a surrogate. Oh, yeah. And then I realized how expensive oh, yeah. that was after getting her. <laughs> and then I wanted to breed her and it, it was just like this whole process but then I started to realize just how much money and how much of a responsibility this was about to be if I did have a baby and I was like you know yeah I think I'll just now, wait on that, that for a little bit horse now what who like what other horses do you have that are in your barn I have three total I have okay. Moonshine. She's the one that I've had her since she was three. Okay. She's they're all eleven now. Conveniently, I have all mares that are exactly the same age. So Moonshine is eleven, and she was just like my OG barrel horse. She was like the horse that kind of like what you were talking about, like my first yeah. first horse that I really got trained up by myself, you know. And so she's like my pride and joy, and for that reason, she will always have a spot on this property. Um, and she's just like uh like I said she's not the fastest horse but I think that she might be kind of cool for breakaway too so that's something that I think I might want to do with her just because she is cowbred um and then I have legacy that was the one that I bought as a surrogate I wanted to buy as a surrogate for moonshine and um because I didn't want moonshine to be pregnant and all of that sort of thing but I ended up again she didn't end up working out with the surrogacy just because it was like a lot and then I was like okay well I'll just breed her and she had had three babies in the past she's been off for like five years or something like that had three babies in the past and she did not want anything to do with the live breeding or anything and uh, it it was like a few tries and I was like okay honestly I feel like she's telling me that she doesn't want to have another baby (laughs) I was like you know yeah yeah and I was like you know what that's kind of that's that's fine and so I was like okay well I'll just sell her as a broodmare that's totally fine with me or you know just sell her and then I I started looking into her lines and she ended up she I I had never looked at her papers because I didn't care she was just going to be a surrogate and her grandparents and her parents had won like a million plus dollars on the track and I was like 
Yeah, and I was like, you know, and I had already, you know, taken her to the fairgrounds and just seen her run around and that sort of thing. She's obviously dirty fast. And I was just like, you know, maybe it might yeah. be worth it if I just try to make her into a barrel horse. And so I've spent like the last <laughs> freaking year and a half trying to do this. But I, I've i sent her to a, a trainer for two weeks and then uh, it was winter time so it couldn't finish. But then I sent her to another trainer for four weeks and now I have her and I'm just started her on the pattern like two weeks ago and so we'll just see where it goes she's really solid-minded and so I I figured if she's not going to be the fastest barrel horse I'm not about selling horses or anything like that but I'm also only 22 years old and I got three horses so I was like if she isn't going to be the barrel horse that I want she's got such a good mind that I think that she would be great for a junior rodeo high school rodeo kid so who knows I'm just going with the flow with her that's the thing about barrel racing for me is I'm not like (laughs) I want to win the world in two years, you know, it's not necessarily like that for me right now. And that's totally fine. I just one day when the right horse comes across my path, you know, I just think that that will work out and it'll work in itself. Um, So that's with her. She's awesome. And then I actually got one more. Her name is Armida. I bought her as a project horse a couple of years ago because I thought it would be really cool to buy a project horse, train it and then sell it as a junior high school rodeo type horse. And um, I made the mistake of going, trying her out and saying I I had, okay, I tried her out. I went, I tried her. I loved her. I brought her home. I had her lameness tested, but I didn't have her x-rayed. And I was like, you know, she looks good. The vet said she looks good. She didn't take a lame step. She looked totally fine. So I spent the whole year with her. I got her trained up, got her really nice and went to sell her. They did a vet check. Turns out she's got really, um, not really bad but just like Um, a a pretty severe case of naviculars and yeah and so I was like dang (laughs) well that really bit me in the butt and so again kind of like what we were talking about earlier I try to look for the positive in situations I'm like okay well why why is this happening right now so of course that that sale didn't go through and I was a little disappointed because I had worked that whole year you know on this horse and um I don't know I just got to thinking I'm really into giving lessons with there to be a cowboy and all that sort of thing having a kid's horse would be so beneficial and so awesome and so I was like you know maybe I'll just keep her around maybe I will try to make her into a lesson horse and so I was probably about like eight or so or more months ago and um, she is now a full-time lesson horse which is just literally makes my heart so happy She's got little girls that are literally loving on her all the time, and she treats them, I don't know, she's just literally such a perfect horse, and so it's kind of like with all the horses, it's just like, I had one plan, God had another plan, but you know, it all just works out. She's the one that you've been posting all the pictures on Instagram about with the lesson kids? Gotcha, yeah. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's it's literally lighting my soul on fire lately. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, I just never even going into it, I didn't know you just yeah, there's all kinds of anticipation with how it's she's actually going to be. And a horse that's like that, that's so good with kids, I genuinely feel is just like irreplaceable, like they have the most golden heart. So she has also got a permanent <laughs> so that's how spot it goes. on my property. <laughs> All right. And then Yep, that's how it goes. <laughs> a couple more questions. What are your favorite drills and why? Um, uh, this is, I'm not just trying to like go away from the answer, but honestly, 
the one thing that helped me with Moonshine, I feel like the most was taking her out of the arena and going like on trail rides and stuff like that. I have like a sand sand mountain where surrounded by sagebrush and everything like that. And it was really good for her to get out of the arena. Like I literally wouldn't yeah. bring her in the arena until we went to a jackpot. Like once they figure out the pattern, at least just for Moonshine's mind, I think, I think there's obviously all kinds of different horses. So you can have all kinds of different situations. But with Moonshine, the best thing for her is to not nitpick her, not do anything like that. Um, so for her, best trail is literally like circling sagebrush. But I do have a lesson girl right now that one drill that I really like working on is I set up all of the poles. I think I've actually posted this on my Instagram before, but mm-hmm. I set up all the poles like a regular pole pattern. And then I take each pole and I make a circle around it and I go, so I make a circle around it and then I go to the next pole, make a circle around it. And I'm turning them all the same direction until I get to the end. And that helped Moonshine a lot. She is really like ready and she anticipates a lot. And so it helped a lot with her fluidity and just turns and like being Mm -hmm. confident and having like big strides in the turns. Um, so that I think is definitely my go-to drill for anything gotcha. if I'm having any issues. All right, I'm gonna hit you with some rapid fire real quick, and then I'm gonna get you to plug all your social media and everything. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Okay, sounds good. Teal. <laughs> what teal? You say, um, that was the that was <laughs> one of the rapid fires. Was what you were you an extrovert or introvert? You said that you're. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's it. <laughs> introverted extrovert. I honestly think that's a thing. I I swear I did not make that up. Okay. <laughs> I swear. Who was your first celebrity crush? Uh, Which one? Have you ever seen the Cinderella story? <laughs> yes. Oh God, the one with Hilary Duff. It's Austin Ames all the way. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeves? <laughs> Negativity negativity all right and if you could be yeah. a superhero who would you be um i would be uh, <laughs> scarlett johansson scarlett whatever johansson. she is <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's just a badass yeah, i don't know the, what character she is but her <laughs> always played them really top notch there <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get I you go her. ahead and plug all your social medias, the websites that you have, everything. Okay, um, my personal Instagram is at Hannah Beth Virginia. That's also my website, it's hannahbethvirginia.com. I also have a YouTube channel that's Hannah Beth Virginia as well. Dare to be a cowboy is dtbac.com. We're Dare to be a cowboy on Instagram. Um, and then the barrel racing planners is barrel racing all right. Planners and I, I told Instagram. you that I would try not to keep you too long because you do have a lesson tonight, so <laughs> yeah, they actually just showed up. But girl, I had Thank really had a good time. Having first this also. So I appreciate it. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we need to keep in touch. All right, bye. for sure. Bye, girl. <laughs>